0: Wu, should I call you Empress Woo? Woo is great. Yeah, I, yeah. L- I like how on your email it says M Woo, almost mm-hmm. like M is your first name yeah. and Woo is your last name.
2: It's been really actually kind of difficult for me to figure out how to navigate that because I feel like other doms have really great names, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. Mistress Nico, you can it's like very easily translates into okay, you're gonna call her Nico or you're gonna call her Sybil or you're gonna call her Shayla. Yeah. But Wu doesn't it doesn't really register as a first name because it's not. Oh, I see. Isn't it? No. Wu? It's like the name of this old seventh century Chinese empress. And so um Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. But in Chinese, like her name was Wu Zetian, mm. which is, but the way that that works in Chinese is that like the last name comes first, and then the gotcha. first name comes second. Um, so her like Wu was not her first name, so it feels it feels weird for me to be like, yeah, my name is Wu because it's,
0: yeah. It, well, what do you prefer, Empress? Uh, let's go with Wu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all to say. Well, it also. I mean, I like calling people by their last names. Yeah. And there's something very, there's also something masculine in Western culture about calling someone by their last name. Yeah. That's something that pissed me off in books when I was very young. In fact, I distinctly remember it was in the Michael Crichton novel, Jurassic (laughs) Park. Have you heard of it? (laughs) Ever heard of it? Where like all of the men were referred to like by the omniscient narrator by their last names, Mm -hmm. but... Dr. Ellie Sadler mm-hmm. was referred to as Ellie. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one thing if you like have characters and that's like how they would refer to each other, but it was the narrator like the Right. That was doing that. That was, is weird. And I was like, I'm nine, but I'm mad about things that are sexist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: also, that's like a really, I feel like that would, I don't know how prominent that is in the novel, but I feel like that's such a covert way to, you know,
0: like that's such a covert dis- divide. I mean, it's it's infantilizing. Yeah, totally. It's like the men are the humans. Yeah. And they're the, they are the adults who, are the a- a- who have agency. Yeah. And this woman is like a second-class citizen. She's different. Yeah, she's different. Be that as it may, that is the culture that we live in. And yeah. so calling a mistress by her last name. Mm-hmm. My friend goes by Fletcher and it's like, definitely like her last name and her clients call her Fletcher and like we call her Fletch and it's like there is something yeah sort of mastery about that
2: yeah that I kind of like it's also funny because thinking about like the name or the way that names work yeah like if you're gonna call somebody like they're honorific mm-hmm. it doesn't I don't know I guess it does go both ways
0: yeah if you're like a kindergarten teacher then you say Miss Horn, yeah, Miss Horn, the kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Put that in your spank bank. Um, but uh, oh my fucking god! <laughs> or you could say Miss Tina. I guess yeah. it would more be like yeah. That that's actually what I'm getting at is yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I went straight to a fantasy place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I got distracted. Not sorry, but also I feel like probably a lot of your clients are fucking ignorant and don't realize that woo is your last name, not your first name.
2: Yeah, and also. Is made up so
0: it doesn't <laughs> really matter.
2: <laughs> I mean, it matters, but it's also like it, it's the rules are not real. You get to decide, I get to decide what right? the rules are exactly.
0: Yeah, what made so? Did you decide to use the honorific Empress because you named yourself after Empress Wu?
2: Yes, I did.
0: Cool, yeah,
2: that was fun. She was like very cool, like a seventh century femme badass, kind of, like, genderqueer icon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very, very cool lady. I want to know more about... Fucking brutal. This bitch was brutal as shit. Like, she, she started out, I believe, as, like... It's also been a minute since I've, like, read her Wikipedia page, so hold on for a second. Sure, sure. Yeah, but
0: she started out... But you've out... been channeling her, so yeah, you're an so authority. Yeah, so like,
2: yeah, I'm, like, reincarnated or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she um, started out as one of the reigning emperor's concubines. Okay. And then there's, like, a lot of, like, legend and lore about how she, like, fucked people over to get to be his favorite concubine. Like, Love it. Yeah, like, there's this one controversial, there's this one story where she she was like competing with like his favorite concubine and she killed her own son and like blamed it on her yeah and so i'm like that'll "Mm, do it yeah absolutely (laughs) um and he was like wow that's like a really terrible thing for you to do it feels like a little like that one story from the Bible of the King Solomon story. Where, yeah. Where, where they're you like, have let's to, like, cut split, the baby in half. Have... Yeah.
0: If you will know who the true mother is because yeah. she's the one that would rather not have harm come to her yeah. son than have her son in yeah. her life. Yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah. it
2: feels vaguely related to that, but it's it's not.
0: But it's like, I have plausible deniability
2: yeah. about this. Yeah. Prove I murdered my baby. As
0: opposed to a man being yeah. like, let me decide everyone's fate
2: right let me prove this as like evidence of my
0: relationship with god I mean, but that's also, like, the Old Testament God is always, like, doing fucking, like, the Abraham shit. Yeah, they really love doing
2: that shit. JK, JK. Yeah, like... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, let's just see if you will, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Um, So you named yourself after this brutal bitch, Yeah, appropriate.
2: Another cool thing about her was that, like, When her husband died, she was like, okay, well, I'm the ruler now. There were all these people who were like, you can't do that because you're a woman. She's like, well, then fuck you. I'm not a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, that'll fix it. Yeah, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. There's another Empress Wu who lives in Los Angeles, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Which is very funny. I'm like, great minds think alike.
0: I wonder what would happen if you two met.
2: Well, we're actually, I'm planning on meeting her this coming week. She's, like, coming to New York, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be really cool.
0: Yeah, you guys should definitely do some doubles. Maybe when you meet, the space-time continuum will collapse?
2: Yeah, nailed it. It's, yeah. yeah, I think that it might. I, I can't wait. I, I,
0: we need that now more than ever. I <laughs> definitely agree.
2: I'm, like, so excited to, like, meet her. Also, she's, like, a total badass.
0: There's a little. That's a little, like, twin-cest-like thing yeah. for me. Yeah, It's absolutely. giving me that vibe. I think that there was definitely
2: the possibility for... I was, like, nervous. I was, like, oh, I hope I'm, like, not stepping on her toes, blah, 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 blah. She reached out to me. She's, like, hi, we have the same name. And I'm, like, yeah, we do. Do you ever wonder if, like, every single Mistress Vivian has this problem? Or, like, every single Veronica? Or, yeah. you know you know what I mean? Like, I do, yeah. Especially with those V names. No shade to anybody who has a Mistress V name. I'm a big fan of yours. Y- probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, probably. I mean, V, you know... Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a femme uh letter
2: yeah, yeah. absolutely there's something that's like very like neo-noir about mm-hmm. that letter
0: oh that's so true yeah veronica
2: vagina yes
0: also it's the thing <laughs> vulva correct yeah. for for sure yeah vamp yeah vixen absolutely <laughs> venom venom oh <laughs> yes um, venom yeah i mean maybe you have no basis for comparison but i wonder if just coming right out the gate being an empress as opposed to being a mistress Mm -hmm. has made it so that your clients treat you with a certain reverence
2: Mm. yeah i guess i don't really have like a point of reference
0: i'm also um, do your uh, clients treat you with reverence
2: they do good yeah which i feel like is like I'm pretty satisfied with the amount of reverence that I receive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is like a sense of they can go back and forth. Either is fine. I also think that Empress is like rising in popularity as like an honorific.
0: Cool. It's a great honorific. I love it. And it suits you.
2: Yeah. Also, Empress Horn sounds great.
0: (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, I haven't. uh, Huh. Wow. Yeah. What does one have to do to qualify as an empress? Self-identification, baby. Great. (laughs) Maybe I need a little bit of that in the new decade.
2: Yeah. I also do feel like you have started an
0: empire. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you deserve it. Well, you heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Empress in 2020. How long has it been since you've come into your empress mode? Good question.
2: I first took it on about three and a half years ago.
0: Cool. Yeah.
2: I was in New York on a couple of internships, and I had heard about the idea of doming and, like, being a pro Dom, and like some people that I knew had suggested it to me. And so they were, we're- like, You
0: seem, I'm getting like Empress vibes from
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, It was, there was somebody that I dated who showed me like a documentary of like a financial Dom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, you know, you could do this. <laughs> um, which I love it when people say things like that. And like, I love saying that to other people. Like, Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, if you ever, if that doesn't work out for you, I've got some. I got like a couple of connections your way. I came to New York and then, like I ran into a couple of people who had connections or had previously done that kind of work, yeah, this kind of work, and it felt like the universe was trying to point me in a specific direction mm-hmm. so I, as a child of the internet, mm. went on craigslist yes dot com um,
0: <laughs>
2: and I typed in dungeon and like the talent gigs that
0: by the way is also my origin story fantastic it was in 2005 wow yeah beautiful yeah anyway in san francisco yeah but i definitely was like yeah went to craigslist and opened up the gigs section and i think i typed in dominatrix
2: yeah yeah um and so i started working for this like little boutique dungeon and Mm. fight which was a very interesting experience. It was my, it was one of like three experiences that I had working where there was like a, I guess like a man behind the scenes. Oh, yes. Yes. We all know that whole situation. I've only worked for spaces that are run by men or worked for myself.
0: What, yeah. How does that compare?
2: It is vastly better to just be working for myself to not have to answer to anybody and then also to not have to make money for another man yeah yeah it was three different situations and all of them were like there was one in the middle that was like actually all right I worked in that situation for like six months in Austin after I first graduated from college but both of the other ones were like nightmarish they were so bad and like the men I don't know You hear it all the time. The men were very entitled and disgusting and like. uh.
0: I know it's like, can they at least like have some imagination about the piece of shit that they're going to be? Yeah.
2: And it was gross. And like the first thing that happened when I arrived was he was like, oh, I can train you. Oh, God. And then he's like, I'm the only person in town who like will pay you to train. And I'm like, "Okay." And I was like a baby. I mean, legally, like. So it was like. This feels like a good, yeah, you're probably right. You are, like, the only person in town who will pay me to train. But what I didn't know was that, like, training, like, paying you to train means, like, oh, I'm going to pay you to do, like, a mini session on me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Again, so predictable. Yeah. And it also sucks because, like, especially with the men who run these spaces that are that are subs. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, I know what men like. I'm like, no, you idiot. You know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> and It's gross. That's a read. Yeah. Yeah. That first guy, he was just like, put on these like four inch nails. This is what men like. And I was like, this doesn't feel like what, this feels gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nightmare scenario. <sighs> well,
0: you got through it.
2: Yeah. It was a great learning experience. And now you work for yourself.
0: Yes. I love working for myself. And yeah, I mean, it will be nice if we can get to a point where the learning experiences that we can have come from. Totally. Our own explorations, community where power is exchanged consensually and not coerced or manipulated where people aren't predatory and like looking for people who are young and – or, like, want to learn, which then puts them, you know, at not at the mercy of this predatory person, but it's sort of in a position where it's like – I mean, also, if you have been raised female, you're used to, like, making concessions and being like, well – I'm going to have to deal with somebody's bullshit. So this is the the bullshit situation I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. And then meanwhile, somebody, some entitled person gets to um, enjoy your attention. Yeah. You start making
2: like, like negotiations with yourself,
0: which always feels weird. And
2: like, yeah, I do think that there's like a lot of, I think that we've made like a lot of progress in like the way in which we're able to like. I don't know i mean i i definitely like read your article the one that you had in good faith or maybe it was called good faith
0: oh yeah uh it's uh yeah it's called good faith and it's uh it was published on hazlet hazlet yeah last it. year yeah.
2: yeah and i read your article and i read it i read it a couple of times actually and cool. i was like damn this is like it's it's funny hearing like your experience in this one specific place and then yeah. also like seeing the parallels between What you had and what I had. And like, yeah, it's just nice knowing you're not alone. I'm, I'm real, that's
0: what writing should do. Yeah. 100%. No, I'm glad. I'm, that makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a lot, took me a long time to be ready to tell that story and to figure out the context that I wanted to tell it. And I kind of, like, as a writer, I needed to create a sort of back door into telling that story by like exploring my obsession with cults and the ways that my obsession with cults is so personal Mm -hmm. and then like framing this experience that I had as like an experience of someone attempting abusive indoctrination as opposed to everything that I have learned about BDSM. Right and queer leather and sex work. Yeah. I you know I've been actually fortunate to work with a lot of women, not that women can't be abusive indoctrinators yeah. as managers or or bosses or in interpersonal relationships or or whatever. Right. It's amazing how how long I was like scared to tell that story because I was worried that people would be mad at me.
2: Yeah, or I think for me the worry is like I'm like nervous that people will think that I'm dumb or I was dumb for having made that, ex- having done that experience, or like, of course, yeah. But and that's, it's also,
0: but that's built into the way that we're treated. Yeah, it it's that that seed is then planted. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely, not, it's not a coincidence.
2: Yeah, and I am like not regretful over the experience that I had. Yeah,
0: you can't be. Yeah,
2: it it taught me a lot. Yeah, um, and it brought some weird weird
0: experiences and weird characters into my life which I'm like actually really thankful for I guess part of what I'm trying to get at is that it's a very healthy I think to look back on those bad experiences or even like abusive interpersonal relationships and say like you know I learned a lot from that but then I think sometimes people take it to a place of like well, but then that's like tacitly accepting that, like, that's just the way that the world is. And it's up to us to mm-hmm. put a positive spin on it. And it's like, we can say, like, I survived this and I learned this, but also still say, like, this should Not stop happen. happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? I don't want ha- anybody else to have to go through that. And I don't want to have to go through it again. Absolutely. Because it's going to keep fucking coming for you. Yeah. Totally. Me. Yeah. Anyway, so you got your start you worked in New York and Austin
2: yeah I worked in New York I was going to school in Austin at the time and then I came back to New York and then continued working with like a collective for about two months before I was like oh this is actually not I actually don't need like another person like if there's not another person here who's also who also has a stake in my business it's not like I'm gonna die (laughs) so (laughs) or I'm gonna flail in anyway and so I went I've when independent and i have found such a amazing like i don't know like ha- having gone independent it feels like there the vacuum that is left when you leave the structure of like a larger business or a larger house is that you find like a community that maybe i know that i was definitely afraid of seeking out before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of like a i guess like an undertone of like politics but i found like this like re- Ridiculous, beautiful community that has like supported me in so many different ways that does like a really great job of teaching me and informing me and like that I try to use as often as possible to hold me accountable Mm. both to like to things that are like moral and ethical and then also to like just good business practices and like things that can help me succeed in my own life cool yeah I really love my friends They're great. Oh, Uh, my God. It's the best.
0: (laughs) What would we do? What would we do without them? Yeah, 100%. So what do you do besides sit on your throne and survey your empire? (laughs) I daylight as.
2: Yeah, I work in an arts foundation as well. I do their social media and I also do a little bit of admin work. And then I also work in their archive. That's hot i know <laughs> to people who don't know what i look like i have like these big black librarian glasses on and so like that's definitely something that i think informs like i definitely want to be like a hot librarian i think it's working for you thank you like glasses to glasses thank yeah. you very much <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i work in this archive i'm also working on a master's right now oh my god yeah i'm studying arts politics which is the intersection of aesthetics and politics. Ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I really love it. It's basically like cultural activism as cool. like a degree, which I'm like
0: that's very cool that that can be a degree. And speaking of cultural activism, you also work with Kinka. I do. Um, will you describe what you were just say what you were just saying to me about the when you put on your headphones for this recording you were talking about being in the ps1 dome oh yeah um (laughs) and like loving the sound of your own voice
2: yeah absolutely so (laughs) i was in the moma ps1 dome recently um which is this dome that has been set up i guess by like vw or, or moma ps1's partnership with vw it's just funny to me thinking about like oh yeah this this corporation is going to have like a like a partnership with this museum and institution. So the thing that we're going to do is we're going to put up a dome. Thanks. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't get architecture, but like, and
0: now you're going to fill that dome with
2: filth. Yeah, absolutely. We're just going to make it so dirty. Um, but I went into the dome for like the first time and the acoustics of the dome was so interesting. I just could not stop talking for like the first like mm-hmm. five minutes. Um, upon entry because I just loved hearing the sound of my own voice <laughs> and that's how it feels right now when I'm wearing these lovely headphones and I like, am basically an art institution yeah absolutely
0: I feel so enveloped
2: by Ooh. it right now Ooh.
0: Yeah. well you know enveloped yeah great sexy word thank you and a great segue into what we're going to talk about today oh
2: yes <laughs> I like almost forgot
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. how could you how could you forget I'm Tina Horn, and you're listening to Why Are People Into That, the podcast for queers, sluts, perverts, whores, and everyone who loves us. This January, the Pleasure Chest is highlighting all the ways you can expand your pleasure in 2020. They'll be sharing their sex specialist secrets to help you prioritize your pleasure in the new decade and beyond. They're also getting started on Valentine's Day early. You can save 20% on their most popular sex toys that are designed with couples in mind. That's January 14th through January 20th, online only at Pleasurechest.com. While you're visiting Pleasurechest.com, check out their curated couples kits, available right up until February 14th. But wait, there's more. From January 17th to February 11th, you can get a free WeVibe toy bag with all WeVibe toy purchases. Use code W-E-V-I-B-E-G-W-P online or visit a Pleasure Chest store in New York City, LA, or Chicago. Now, don't forget to follow at Pleasure Chest Stores on Instagram and Twitter for up-to-the-minute info on these deals and much more from the sex-positive community icon. All right, and now, on with the show.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
0: Yeah, so one way that you might be enveloped by another person would be if they ate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: we'll like just dive right into for that. dinner.
0: That. Yeah, which brings us to <laughs> Woo's <laughs> enthusiastic suggestion for today, which is why are people into cannibalism? Now, did I suggest this to you or? How did this conversation come up? Oh, my God. Now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, I, I don't remember. I was just
2: like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to Tina Horn about cannibalism. Like, I that feel was like it was then- just
0: always meant this was this has always ex- this conversation already exists. Yeah. It has already been made. Yeah. And we're just fulfilling our destiny. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't really believe in destiny. But um, I think I asked you if you wanted to do the pod and you... I wanna say it was your suggestion because I don't think that I, I'm like going around saying like, Will somebody please talk to me about okay. <laughs> about eating people? <laughs> yeah, please. I mean I maybe <laughs> maybe I kind of am. Yeah, like, um but I had post I, that on Craigslist Misconnections like Except you can't anymore because of Fosta Sesta. Oh, Thanks. Right, 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 right. But I guess I Ruins could everything. we could post it on um Instagram and see if it gets us shadow banned.
2: Yeah. Where's ISO cannibalism. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, exactly.
0: <laughs> C for C, cannibal for cannibal. Yes. Um wait. Uh, I don't remember, but I do know that I am very excited to have this conversation. So so what I what I I would like us to start anytime the topic that we're discussing is one that gets into a realm of consensual non-consent or, like, that requires a, like, clear differentiation between fantasy and reality Mm -hmm. and ethics. Can you talk a little bit about what the idea of the erotics of cannibalism means to you?
2: Yes. Well, I am very obsessed with... Consumption as like an idea, as like mm-hmm. an erotic idea. And that manifests in like multiple different ways. So I like the idea of eating. Like, I think that like there's something that's like really fetishistic to me about like AS- ASMR mukbang videos. What, mukbang? Yeah. Do you know what mukbang is? I don't. Okay. We're in a great place. So mukbang is this practice that started in Korea. It's like an, it's like an internet phenomenon. Okay. Where people, primarily women, live stream themselves eating okay oh my god has so many fascinating implications to it they would live stream themselves eating and a lot of the times like people would tune into their live stream so they wouldn't feel as lonely when they're eating themselves. Oh. I mean, I mean not like eating themselves,
0: but right like when they eating themselves, by themselves are eating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to be very clear in this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
2: Um, which I think is really interesting because number 1, I read this recent article by Gia Tolentino. I
0: love Gia Tolentino. Did you read
2: that article that she wrote about like athletics um, kale and bar? Yeah, she writes about like the phenomenon of sweet green and like companies like sweet green. Right, right. I mean, that's like part of the larger article, but she writes about how like that is like, a symptom of, like, a larger system in which, like, a person basically has to, like, wolf down as much fuel as quickly as possible. Right. Like, so that they can continue to afford a lifestyle, so that they can work and then continue to afford a lifestyle in which, like, they can pay for things like $12 salads at Sweetgreen. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It feels, like, distantly related to this idea of, like, there has, like, been a created demand for somebody to eat on camera so that other people around the world can like feel not so isolated when they're in a system where they're like working super super hard when what they really are craving is like intimacy.
0: Oh my god, this is already fascinating. it's, it's just this is such a oh, wire people into that conversation. <laughs> I'm yes. so excited. It's so
2: interesting. That um, is so
0: you just wove together like you're you're totally taking the like double meaning of consumption under capitalism like Mm -hmm. very seriously quoted Gia Tolentino Mm -hmm. you're talking about like technology and alienation Mm -hmm. but also the ways that right that technology can maybe create intimacy and like our discomfort that we have with the idea of like people being lonely but then needing this thing but then like isn't it Nice that we as humans are providing this thing right to one another, yeah, um, but then also isn't it awful that society is creating the need for like fast like twelve dollar fast food salads?
2: yeah, which is weird, right? And I think that the thing about that Gia Tolentino article is that it's about the idea of an ideal woman,
0: what, right.
2: Right. Which is like, if you're thinking about a woman who's live streaming herself eating, that's right. like such a, it's like simultaneously very cyborgian and then also very human, right? Oh because God. you're doing like a very fundamental human function, right? but you're doing it over and across like these, like, I don't know, like cybernetic pathways, right? Yes. And so it's like a, but like the person who would get the most out of their live stream out of their live stream i don't know their live streaming practice let's yeah. say yeah yeah is like an ideal woman right and then there are right. also fetishes that like that start to like crop up out of this just like fundamental experience of like wanting to aswa- assuage like your own loneliness right it's,
0: there's so much there yeah. because like first of all yes live streaming yourself eating is mundane to almost the point of like Inviting the critique of like, of like voyeurism, like people's discomfort with voyeurism, people's discomfort with like something that is so the entertainment value of banality. Yeah, but then also eating, like voyeuring to someone eating is actually to me sort of accentuates the things that are essentially disgusting about eating. Yeah, like masticating and uh yeah <laughs> yes and like the i mean people are are repulsed by people eating in public mm-hmm. like I, I am not and i'm always oh, shocked baby. when people are like I fucking
2: love that shit I'm so much sh- i'm
0: sh- i've heard that about you actually yeah. that you're like can <laughs> Who's you come told up? you <laughs> people have told me that you're like can you eat that brisket a little closer to oh, the yeah. computer? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's great. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, the, the idea of, like, watching an ideal woman eat is really interesting because I, I feel like eating is one of those things that if we're thinking about, like, idealized femininity, especially, like, white supremacist, bourgeois politeness, totally. we're we're going to be thinking about someone who, like, first of all, doesn't eat too much and does right. not have, like, an appetite right. or is not like a uh, like gluttonous, yeah, and who eats in a very like control, like self controlled. She just drinks soylent
2: all day. Oh my god, <laughs> she just mainlines soylent,
0: <laughs> or like like sips it, yeah, sips it through yeah. a straw. Absolutely, right? she's but wearing the, gloves. If what you want to talk about is eating fetishism, mm-hmm. or like like both in the sense of like like being an exhibitionist who likes people watching them eat, mm-hmm. being a voyeur who likes to watch people eat, mm-hmm. incorporating food into into sex or play like all of that is like very very interesting and i think obviously connected to cannibalism but like cannibalism is like a giant yeah flashing neon sign of like a deeper transgression than just your ordinary meal
2: right totally (laughs) um
0: this it's all it's all related on this
2: like journey that i have this like little very narrow rabbit hole that I have, like, donated (laughs) to (laughs) um, that has consumed me. Um, (laughs) Where I am obsessed with ASMR mukbang videos. Okay, I just, like, love the sound of people eating. Okay. Um, I love the sight of people eating. Yes. I think that is very fascinating. Um, And also, it makes me very hungry. But when I was first starting off in fetish, there were two things that happened for me um, that I think were kind of formative. And is this... Professional fetishism? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, The first was I saw this client. We'll call him Mental Dental. Okay. (laughs) And I think that he has a client that other people have seen. Yeah. Because I've talked to other people and they said that they have seen him. His specific fetish is that he wants like his teeth pulled. Wow. Yeah. He was the first client that I had ever seen. Whoa. Yeah. My, the person who was.
0: straight to Marathon Man. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Marathon Man? No. It has some great torture porn in it fantastic. Yeah. Lawrence Olivier dental torture. That's yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um
2: yeah, my boss was uh, essentially like or my manager whatever it is. Um essentially popped into the room, said like, "Oh, by the way, this person is coming in. Um don't pull out any of his teeth." And I'm like, "Okay, wasn't planning on doing that. Don't know what you're talking about." Um and then I get into the room with him um and he and i talk about the experience or he and i talk about what it is that he's interested in and he tells me about like stories from like a long time ago and like because this man is an older man he tells me stories about like experiences that he has had that he really enjoyed yeah and i start to realize that he wants me to pull out his teeth
0: does he want you to pull out his teeth or does he want you to engage with the fantasy that you're going to pull his teeth out. He
2: doesn't make that clear. Okay. Yeah. I think that he actually does want me to pull out his teeth. I don't think that it is... I think that he actually does want me to pull out his teeth, mostly because like, when we start getting into the session, he opens his mouth, and not all of his teeth are there. Well, that's
0: a dead giveaway. If
2: that's not a fucking tell, I don't know what is. So I start to like pinch his teeth and mm. like you ha- you can't like pull out his teeth because obviously he he can only come back so many times right. you know what i mean like
0: w- right i would imagine that okay that somebody with an extreme
2: mm-hmm.
0: a-, a-, a fetish that involves l- let's instead of placing the value judgment of extreme let's let's say someone who has a fetish that if it was actually going to be realized would cause irreparable Harm or change right. to their body, like yeah. whether you would call like pulling out someone's teeth a mutilation,
2: or I guess not? like a permanent, a per- like there's like a sense of permanence to it.
0: It is, it's permanent. Yeah, I mean, those you are can permanent get, teeth, yeah. You can get like you know various kinds of dentures, yeah, exactly. But like ultimately, dentures. like once that tooth is gone, there's not you're not yeah. growing another tooth,
2: yeah. You um, can't have that experience
0: again of that particular tooth, yeah. being being pulled out again, right? So you probably, yeah build into your fetish the understanding that there are going to be a lot of people who are unwilling to cross that line. Mm-hmm. So you probably enjoy like shocking people yeah. and then, like talking about it and building it up and like building the anticipation of like, totally. is this going to be somebody who is actually going to like go through cross this line with yeah. me. exactly go through with it? Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so this person I saw a couple of times when yeah. I found him, very interesting yeah I'm forever grateful for that experience and then around the same time I was still um lurking around craigslist wait did you cross the line I didn't okay you never did there's a part of me that kind of wishes that I had I will say because I just like
0: would like to have that I would just want one mental dental if you can hear the sound of my voice (laughs) come towards the Wu and i would like to go full Lawrence olivier yeah. on you <laughs> so just you know you google us yeah absolutely
2: yeah. i miss you um
0: <laughs> okay so you were on craigslist yeah <laughs> i was
2: on craigslist and um around the same time i found somebody who had posted like a talent gig mm-hmm. he mentioned he was just like i want to watch you eat And so um, I knew what vor was by that time. Right. I wrote him back. He was like, I was like, okay. He said that he wanted to pay for videos of me eating. Right. Um, I was like, is this a sexual thing? Like, do you have a vor fetish? And he was like, no, it's not a sexual thing. Also, what is vor? And then (laughs) I was like, yeah, okay, not a sexual thing. And then I told him about the fact that I had, I was like starting off professionally in fetish. Can you define vor, please? Right. So vor, short for carnivore, sure, is the fetish that is related to people eating other people. Right. Yeah. It can take place in many different forms. Sometimes that's like your very run of the mill like cannibalism, slicing people up, putting them in your mouth. And sometimes it it is related to like a giant test fetish. Right. So right, you right, right. Being like the size of a pea and like me swallowing you whole, which yeah. is what this person was into. Ah, um, interesting. He mentioned in his ad. That he wanted to watch the, like, watch all the, I guess, like, systems or the mechanics of somebody swallowing. Uh huh. Uh huh. I would make videos for him where I would take my smartphone and, like, when I'd prepared a meal, I would take my smartphone, put it up to my mouth and, like, chew with my mouth open and yeah. try my best to, like, swallow with my mouth open. Great. So it was, like, a very, it was like a mukbang video. Right. But, very specific and then as we continued to talk about like my entry into professional kink he started saying things like okay can you integrate the storyline into your videos great yeah which is fantastic and i, was I love like, a story yeah i know right that's like that's most of the reason that i watch porn nowadays is for the story
0: yeah, porn has some great archetypical stories. They
2: do have some great archetypical stories. They really stories. get a bad rap. I also would love to just do like a study of like, oh, different porn tropes and just like, just have like a nice
0: categorization of them. But anyway. I think you should. And I think you could do that with your degree. I think yeah. that's, that's cultural... Um, activism (laughs) cultural activism yeah it's like like, archiving too yeah it's definitely archiving yeah archiving Um, human desire oh my
2: god if i could be a porn archivist oh my goodness it's it's stranger things have
0: happened that's true i feel like that is actually a really good job for me i i I agree you know i I just want to interject again and say that's something that's so interesting to me about like what's emerging from the, the the stories that you've told already is the idea of vor being people like having fantasies of eating other human beings like mm-hmm. to be clear like can- like why are people into cannibalism why are people into vor like people having fantasies of consuming of humans having fantasies of consuming human flesh right and possibly because that is an ethical transgression mm-hmm. um, beyond even pulling out someone's teeth. That is extremely unlikely to be occur to occur in one's lifetime. Almost to the point that it's like supernatural. Yeah, uh, like a, that. It's like a supernatural desire. Like I want to get fucked by a unicorn. Like, yeah, you know, same. Almost as likely. Yeah. But so that people develop like a fascination with just like like the mechanics of eating or the like like mm-hmm. f- fetishism of eating. yeah, but it's not just I mean, I'm sure that there are people who also have I, I know that there are people who have a fetish just for eating that doesn't have anything to do, yeah, with cannibalism, right. And we've talked about splashing on this show and we've talked about like food crushing and like wet and messy like Mm -hmm. earlier or last year with with Lindsay Dye. And I've talked about splashing with with Laura Lee. Big Um, fan of those episodes. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. They're great people. Great people. I'm very lucky. But this is a different kind of food fetishism. Yeah. That is distinctly related to cannibalism which we're going to go into in more depth but anyway so go on right so you had this guy who you were you start to incorporate the stories into the videos
2: right so the stories the storylines that he would want me to talk about and incorporate into these videos is that like while my mouth is open I talk about like him like getting lost amongst my teeth Aww. and like sliding down my throat and like not being able to escape no matter how many times I like no matter how hard he tries to escape my mouth. Yeah. And so the thing that I think is like really intimate, like I think that, I think that cannibalism is very
0: intimate. It is definitely yeah. intimate.
2: Yeah. And like part of that intimacy is like, there is a feeling of uniqueness that comes with cannibalism, <laughs> right? Like I can only give myself, like I only have so much meat to cut off my body. True. Right. Right. You know, there there are moments in sex where you're, like, fucking someone. Right? right. Even you're fucking somebody and you're, like, so close to this person. Yeah. And you're, like, oh, I don't want to leave this place. Right. Right. And so there's, like, a sense of, number one, the idea of, like, oh, I don't want to leave here. And number two, like, oh, our skin can only be so. Yeah. Our skin can only touch each other so much. Right. Yeah.
0: So let's break it. Yeah. Let's <laughs> break
2: you sound like, a, we sound like teenagers right now. We're like, <laughs> yes, I have so much
0: rage.
2: I don't know what to do with, it. let's break it. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Well, right. So, like, w- w- you want to be so close to someone that you want to cross that barrier of yeah. your sack, of <laughs> flesh sack. Yeah. Um, But also that if someone could consume you and digest you. Right. That you would become a part of one another. Yeah. Your exactly. bodies would
2: be intertwined yeah. in a way that is, you cannot do with sex. Disentangle.
0: Yeah. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, the, exactly. It's like sex makes you want to do that in a way that, yeah, that, that you couldn't, you don't want to leave that place, right? Oh, that's so poetic and sweet. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think
2: it's like a really like sweet, intimate fetish. Um, there is <laughs> like a, I mean, yeah, there's a bit of. There's, it gets like a bad, violent rap. What?
0: <laughs> so cannibalism, such a bad rap. <laughs> Being violent. Yeah. Yeah. So. To be clear, there's a fantasy of yeah. cannibalism. Just like any other fantasy, you can tell a story and it might be a story of like being trapped in someone's mouth or it might be a explicit story of being trapped going through their whole digestive system yeah. or it might be a story of how you are going to like cook and prepare the other person or right. it might be like what like what are you going to taste like like what is it going to be like when i'm chewing on you what is yeah. it going to be like when i'm uh, when i'm so you know so it might so and of uh, you know just like anything else this fetish is going to go both ways where like somebody with a cannibal fetish might be in interested in doing the eating and somebody might be interested in, in being eaten mm-hmm. um, and all of the, like, y- using your sort of, like, horror imagination to, like, invoke what that experience would be, like, ultimately an experience that you don't truly want to yeah. have. On, or- uh, oh, that It's, very like, very rare that somebody actually really wants to make that a reality. Yeah. And we can maybe talk about game out the ethics of it being possible to make yeah. this fetish and real.
2: And also like kind of the impossibility of it. Right? right. Like there's There's not a lot. I mean, it's definitely possible for it to happen, but there's just like not a lot of probability of it happening, and there's not a lot of probability of it happening, and then being able to like debrief with the person afterwards of being like, Uh, yeah, how was that for you? It's like smoking a cigarette together
0: in bed, you're like in pillow talk, they're like in your belly, yeah, like, <laughs> What was that for you? Yeah. Um, Did you come? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you didn't, that was a chance. Um, <laughs> um, but then, okay, so there's like there's there's the the fantasy and and some of the ways that you can like you know verbalize it or or do like a role play, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like acting it out, and we can talk about that more. Yeah. And then there's like the the rare circumstances under which it would be ethically possible mm-hmm. to consume human flesh right. in a neurotic context. But then there's like the accentuating of the elements of sex that are about consuming one another. So here are some examples. When we talk about oral sex, mm-hmm. we talk about eating somebody out. Yeah, right. very true. When we consume mm-hmm. each other's fluids, Yep technically cannibalism yeah absolutely and that's
2: another thing is that like okay there are a couple of there are like three thoughts that are happening inside of my brain right now sure the first is that I was thinking for a long time about like the way in which we talk about sex Like yeah. th- it has like a very it kind of like implies like a certain dynamic between like the actor and the person being acted upon totally just like even like okay topping and bottoming right, right. Or or like I'm penetrating somebody and right. that's like that is the default way that we talk about like going into another
0: hole. E- even like the 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 like transitive verb to fuck, right? Yeah. That like like if you if like if I say I fucked him, yeah, like I think that most people are thinking that like I like penetrated right. his hole,
2: absolutely. I think that that language and the way that that language is utilized kind of has like an implication that like the person who has digits Mm -hmm. is is the one invading the space of Mm. a person.
0: Oh, I love the idea of invading somebody's space. Yeah.
2: But in there's like there's like a right like you said like it is an active position like even if that person is being ridden they're still penetrating. Somebody else.
0: Right. And that the idea that if you're being penetrated, that you are, that you are passive, that you're somebody who's being acted upon. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But what I think is interesting about the idea of like consumption is that like that positions the person who has like the holes that are being entered (laughs) as like the one who is the active party.
0: Oh my God. That's so true. So they are like consuming. Because there is... An implication, just I guess like a very animalistic implication of like consuming someone else as dominating them. Yeah. That if you are eating someone else that you are higher up on the food chain or you have you have bested them in the fight to the death of. Yeah. Like that you you're the hunter. Yeah. Or the predator that has like. Caught their prey and is yeah. now, you know, enjoying the spoils of Absolutely. the hunt.
2: And it's also funny like, one of my first, one of my,
0: but you're receiving them into your holes in your body. I love,
2: <laughs> I
0: love like, your mind. I love it, your mind. It, yeah, thank
2: you. <laughs> um, it's hard because I'm like trying to like articulate what's happening without using the language that like people have like traditionally used. Yeah. One of my first boyfriends when I was in high school. I would say oh I like it when you give me head yeah and he hated that hmm. he was like that's not how that's called I'm like it doesn't matter how it's called I just D- like just, it when you do just it do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also it's like it's we- it's just funny to me that like that was like oh I don't want to be- like I'm giving you head that's gay you know what I mean <laughs> like that's just like a yeah apparently so yeah eating pussy is so fucking gay Well, actually, it can be. It sure can. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't in that context. But it's just funny to me how those things are gendered, right? So, like, the idea of, like, oh, giving head versus, like, eating
0: pussy. Well, it's interesting, too, when you think about, like, we... It's, like, an insult to say, like, eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. But we rarely erotically say, I'm gonna eat your dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i mean i might it say that. so hard Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but but you know but i might say like i'm gonna eat your pussy yeah all day yeah yeah so why now? i'm like very conscious of my asmr mouth sounds in this podcast yep <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> 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 just thinking about like Oral sex and sex that uses the mouth. Yeah, fluid
2: exchange.
0: Fluid exchange, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, e- yeah, eating. I mean, listen, there's like eating cum. It's also interesting to think about the ways that like swallowing mm-hmm. is considered like a submissive thing to do. Yeah. If you swallow someone. Yeah. But then as as we were talking about the sort of fundamental dynamics of The like fantasy of cannibalism Mm -hmm. sort of posits the 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 eat the eater yeah as the dominant.
2: Okay, so second point. Okay, (laughs) um, I did a panel recently at Pass the Porn. Thank you very much, Lila Jean. Um, and the panel was on like the vomiting fetish. Oh yeah, metaphilia. And so something I was Roman showers. Yes, we called them. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Back in Roman times, yes, back, in, back then that's they just what I got them showers. Start, yeah. You
0: know, I, they had Craigslist back then. Uh, yeah, they just called them in Rome. They just called them showers. Yeah, yeah, when in
2: Rome, you just call it a shower. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um,
0: <laughs>
2: so um, I was on this panel, and I was on with. Um, Laney and Zachary Zane and um, who was a writer who has a vomiting fetish. Interesting. And so he and I and Laney were all talking about like vomiting as like a it's like food splashing and vomiting like as like a idea and a fetish. And so something that I asked him was number one, do you like being the. Do
0: you like vomiting or do you like someone vomiting on you?
2: Exactly. And then number two, do you consider swallowing as being like vom top or vom bottom
0: right or like like sw- like taking like cons- vomit. Like, consu- like speaking of consumption right like one way in the house that I worked at that we would designate between people who wanted a brown shower where they just wanted just where they where they wanted someone to take a shit on their body or in their in their proximity they wanted to watch someone yeah. versus full consumption which mm-hmm. was that they wanted it in their mouth yeah Right. So so my question would be like, yeah, if someone if someone was like, I want to hire you to do a Roman shower scene. Yeah. These would be some of my questions. Do you want me to puke in your mouth? This I love the part of the podcast where we start getting into the like nitty gritty and, and I can like hear that. the people like stop just like can- cannot listen to this yeah. anymore. <laughs> Shout out to the people who are still listening. Yeah. So, like, do you want me to puke in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to puke on your dick? Right. Do you want me... Do you just want to watch me puke? Like, do you... Yeah. You know, what... Do you want to just, like... Do you want to play with it? Like, yeah. you know, what's... Puke in the butt. Like, do, you want, do you want... I mean, you know what? You read my mind. Like, yeah. It's like, do we need to, like... Like, Get make you out? gape and then, yeah. puke, and then it puke in, in your name. ass?
2: I don't know if I... I have never done that,
0: but that is now on a bucket list for me. I don't know if I... I don't know if I would feel comfortable puking in a butt. I mean, I would feel I could like stomach it if you will, <laughs> but I, I don't, I feel like I would want to talk to a doctor about like what effect that matter the the, ma- the matter of vomit <clears throat> would have in the like ecosystem of someone's rectum. Like,
2: Mhm. I was talking to somebody, a doctor.
0: Doctors, get at me with, like, what would happen with... I'm going to talk to Dr. Joe Osmondson. <laughs> he's my, like, I was what if listening I put to that this episode today. in a butt, Yeah. Like, I'm going to ask you him about him puke. You text him
2: at, like, 3 a.m. Be like, puke and butt? Question mark? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs>
0: he, <laughs> Need to know now? <laughs> I mean, I could text him right now. Um, But um, he... For sure, would um, he would know? Yeah. Well, so,
2: I was talking yeah. to somebody recently about like piss cinemas, um, right? Which I feel like carries like a similar set of questions. Yeah. Um, uh, and so
0: I guess I'm just worried. Vile. Uh, vi- I, I said vile when I meant bile, but bile yeah. is vile. so <laughs> It's another V word. Yeah. Uh, vile is, is is kind of Impus great. Vile. That's Impus a great vile name. Short for violet. Oh my god. Um, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> Villanelle. Uh, yes. um, uh, speaking of sexy murder. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my God. But, uh, but anyway, okay. I just, I feel like bile is like corrosive. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't actually, I'm not a doctor.
2: But how corrosive? I mean, like.
0: Too corrosive for the rectum is the question. Yeah,
2: that's, yeah, it's, uh, exactly. Like, it, I imagine it's probably not a good idea to stay there, but as like an enema. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean. Also, it's interesting because bile is created in the digestive system. Yeah. So
2: this feels like we're trying to like figure this out now, and neither of
0: us are scientists, and also not like particularly like interested. And I'm not trying to get like puke in my ass. Yeah. Um, But um. But it, it. But it's fun to think about. It's. I. I mean. I just. I'm interested in the limits of the abject. Yeah, frankly, so A-
2: absolutely. Um, Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: next. I, I, no, I, I, uh, I, I'm getting, I'm getting that vibe, and I'm, yeah. I'm loving the vibe. Okay, so, so you, so you guys were on the panel, and you were talking about puking. Yes. Uh, uh, so
2: his puke fetish. Yeah. Um, it specifically has to do with like. He enjoys it. And I think that this is very common. Um, He enjoys vomiting, like being forced to vomit by sucking dick and like having that trigger that gag reflex. So
0: see, that's the other thing about this is that I feel like there's a difference between. Yeah, I've totally puked while giving head. Yeah. Um, Have you
2: ever really given head if you haven't
0: puked? I, I The answer to that question is I don't think so. But, um, I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I, I have definitely found it to be erotic both to feel like, yeah, I like pushed myself mm-hmm. that far or yeah. like allowed myself to be. I am an athlete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of one time in particular where like just like sp- Spitting up, like, literally, like, to the side and then, like, getting back to work made me feel really powerful. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I feel like there's a difference between that level of puking and, like, full-on... Roman showering. That's right.
2: I agree. But the thing that I think is interesting about that conversation is that the person who is puking can inhabit both roles. Mm -hmm. And I think that the same... Like, both, like, dumb and sub. And I think that the same is possible for cannibalism. Okay. Especially, like, played out in fantasy, right?
0: Well, if you force someone to eat someone, yeah, then you're forcing them to transgress a very serious taboo. Yeah. So you could dominate someone by making them eat someone else, you could dominate them by making them eat you and being like, Mm -hmm. you are now changed forever Yeah, because you have eaten human flesh.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's like that one scene, um, mm, there's this one scene in Family Guy where like, (laughs)
0: um, where it's too
2: abject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meg has like a crush on Brian and so she like serves him a slice of pie, but it has her hair in it. And that is like,
0: it's in Brian the dog.
2: Yeah. Okay. The characters don't matter. It's just the context. And part of that feels like that feels like a forced, like, you can't get rid of me type of situation. Like, right. um, Dominance. And, like, for me, like, a lot of the way that my cannibalism has found terrestrialization, I guess, is like, (laughs) is through piss like i love making people drink my pee right and like right this
0: goes back to the the fluids yeah yeah totally yeah. and yeah. i
2: think that that is like a very it's a very kinky thing and it's a very queer thing right totally
0: but think- it's also like quite i would say isn't it so funny that you're drawing this comparison because like golden showers are i think probably like if you like asked a person on the street to name 5 fetishes mm-hmm. it would probably be on it. In some ways it's like a bit of a like gateway kink, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I'm like wanna spice things up or like exploit you know, I'm like seeing a mistress for the first time. Like, what should I do? Oh, maybe yeah. I'll do a golden shower. Yeah. Partially because piss is sterile. Yeah. And so it's like it's kind of getting into a like, is this a fluid that I'm allowed to eroticize, but it's not as extreme or mm-hmm. like m- messing with potential health issues as it's a brown shower or roman safe. shower yeah.
2: yeah it's not like an edge play totally situation for most people
0: yeah but as you're pointing out there is an element of consuming human matter yeah like, something that was like a part of your body that Mm -hmm. is now becoming waste like Mm -hmm. as it's leaving your body for you yeah Mm -hmm. you're welcome and like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then there's the the idea of like goddess worship and uh or or you know of worshiping the person who is pissing on you or pissing in your mouth where it's like even your waist yeah is totally sacred yeah. and sexy and beautiful to me and like transforming something that we think of as w- yeah waste that should go in the toilet yeah and transforming it into something like hot and erotic and beautiful and intimate
2: yeah very intimate i i think that i don't know from for me it has never Piss play has never landed as something that, like, and I think that this is like this for certain people. Piss play has never landed for me as something like, oh, I'm pissing on you because you're fucking useless. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: um, it is you're, always, you're my, you're, my use, you're my toilet. Yeah, you're this my toilet. you're the only dumb. thing that you're good for. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Piss play has always been like, this is a privilege. Like, you get to take home a part of me. Mm-hmm. You are so lucky. And, like, I relate to that. Yeah. And I think I really like that about piss. And I think that that is, like,
0: you get to take it's like a souvenir yeah it's like like then uh, now like a part of your body yeah
2: you're welcome like it's like and also i like the idea of just like can you imagine if everybody in the world had like a piss top and a piss bottom and then everybody was just like recycling the same it's like that story of like the they fold the the tootsie leftovers from the tootsie roll back in so like part of the original recipe always maintained is. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Well, with like the Tootsie Roll factory, like they always take the Tootsie Roll from the day before and they fold it into the next day's batch Whoa. so that there's a tiny part of the original formula that remains in every batch. I have never heard that. Well, it that's what came to mind just now but if everybody had like a piss top and a piss bottom it's just like that we're all just like folding each other's piss back into each other you know i'm just really glad you said
0: that instead of human centipede yeah (laughs) um while we're while we're while we're going there
2: yeah absolutely